0: Welcome, my name is Mo Brown and you are listening to Politics 101 featuring Mo Brown, by Mo Brown, whatever. Um, Thank you for tuning in to Politics 101 by Mo Brown. This is a low-budget podcast brought to you by Mo Brown where I talk about politics. I generally talk about, you know, entry-level politics stuff. Sometimes I'll talk about more in-depth stuff. Uh, One of the episodes I broke down the Syracuse Common Council in a different one. I spoke about governmental power and maneuvering in different legislative bodies. But every episode I'm going to talk about just a different part of um, politics. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by a bunch of other podcasts that are my friends. Um, I heard some stuff today. It's not stuff. Uh, Shout out their podcast, new episode, came out yesterday, Classically Conditioned. Also shout out the Food Adventures with Ellen Haas, get in touch with them about their 420 game night. But no, um, on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the ID1 Viaduct Project, it's an opportunity presented to the Syracuse region. Obviously, I won't do it full justice. I try to keep my podcast under 15 minutes. For some episodes, I'm going to go over. When I start getting more guests and things like that on the show, then it won't be as much. But no, this is my low budget podcast. This was not recorded in the studio. This is recorded in a car, on a phone. Um, If you want a higher quality podcast, I recommend listening to Robert Harding's Eye on New York. It's another good podcast. Um, or I recommend you YouTubing Things about politics But this is intentionally low budget Because I'm a low budget kind of dude I'm all about qu- uh, Not even like quantity Over quality I'm about substance Like I just want a touchdown I don't care if it's a pretty touchdown I'm not for the in. I just want six points on the board I'm one of those people You know I'm kind of like Tim Duncan No flashy dunks Just do the layups But that's how I am and that's how I want my podcast to be run Thank you for tuning in If you like it, tune in some more to like it some more If you hate it, tune in some more to hate it some more (laughs) I stole that from my boy Marcus Go check their podcast out, I heard some stuff today It's not stuff I'm trying to keep this podcast PG Their podcast is not PG as you can tell from the title But they talk about good topics and great content I definitely recommend you get them a listen but as I heard some stuff today. Um, as far as me, Mo Brown, I'm gonna talk about the ID1 Viaduct project in Syracuse. So basically, the ID1 Viaduct project is a stretch of highway that was built about 60 years ago, and now it's no more. When they built it, the plan was for the plan for it was for it to last 50 years. And those 50 years were up in 2000, I think, 12. So it was up. So it's like, okay, what do we do now? So federal guidelines in the 60s were different than they are now. So we have to... It has to come down because it no longer meets federal guidelines. So the choices are we can either... Uh, The Syracuse area, it's a regional decision that impacts everybody for a bunch of different reasons. But I'm just going to give you like the facts, and then I'm going to start giving you uh, opinions and theories of what people think. But fact, it has to come down. It is no longer viable if it doesn't come down. It'll be against code. It has to come down in some way, shape, or form. So we can either keep the viaduct, um, keep the traffic pattern the way it is. Uh, In order to do that, we would have to tear it down and then build a bigger, wider viaduct. One that meets federal standards. Um, There are no shoulders on it. Uh, Over history, you know. Like, you need a shoulder on the side of the highway in case somebody car breaks down. Ah, There's none at that spot. So, if a car breaks down on that spot, it's an L. You're just trapped there. Um, With a bigger, higher viaduct, that would be remedied. Um, Also, speed limit laws have went down. The speed limit there is 45. For interstate traffic, they want it to be 55. In order for that, it has to be bigger and wider. Um, So that's one option. The other option that the state is considering is a community grid option, which basically will bring the traffic of that 1.4-mile stretch down to street level. You bring it to street level, and then once it's street level there the traffic will meet a series of red lights they're going to try to sync them up but we don't know but you'll meet a series of red lights and then you'll get back on the highway in 1.4 miles um those are the two officially considered options by the new york state DOT. uh an independent study determined that a tunnel with a grid on top of it is Technically, you know, feasible. It can be done. However, the study put it at a way unrealistically high price tag of ten billion dollars and an eleven-year project. The first two projects are going to take um, three to five years and four to six years, respectively. what well, no, four to six years with the Viaduct and then three to five with the um, with the grid. But no, the tunnel option that is being considered is, is not feasible and that's just that's what New York State DOT said they put it in their um in their wording uh people want it some people see it as a compromise not others do but yeah those are the facts um the tunnel would drop you down around Martin Luther King and then bring you up around Franklin Square. Um, It's, you know, you'd be digging into the city of Syracuse, which has a saltwater table below it. So that's really expensive. That's one thing drives drives the price tag up. Also, a tunnel requires a lot of maintenance, a lot of, um, you know, work you have to do within yourself. As a community to maintain it, and that another, that's another thing that drives the price tag up. So, those are the facts. So now I'm going to give you my educated opinion. Um, I'll give you a little updated facts. As of Monday, April 25th, I want to say. 26th. 20 Monday, April 22nd. Sorry, time is our concept. But as of Monday, April 22nd, the New York State DOT released... The long-anticipated environmental impact statement. That tells us what environmental impacts the different options will have. That statement also dismissed the the tunnel as a feasible option. Um, It's not feasible, so the DOT is no longer considering it. The only two they're considering is the viaduct that I just mentioned. And the uh, community grid option. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Politics 101 by Mo Brown. Um, Politics show based out of Syracuse. I live in Syracuse. But anyway, talking about the ID One Vita Project. But no, they said the community grid option is their preferred option. However, it's not decided. That's just the option that New York State prefers. Um... And there's a lot of politics happening. So a lot of people in progressive communities and environmental communities are in favor of the community grid. A lot of people in low-income communities, especially our communities of color that have been damaged by the highway, are in favor of the grid. I myself is in favor of the grid. I have a bias. But people are in favor of the grid because it, one, puts more land back to the city, allowing us to redevelop it. Two, it is the most environmentally sound 3 the viaduct is a blight like the viaduct is just not a good look 4 viaducts cities were not meant to be driven through they were meant to be driven to and having a highway that cuts through our city I think has played a role in you know how we've been able to operate as a community um, different people feel different ways uh people support the viaduct because they want to maintain the um traffic pattern through the city not everyone has a problem with the city being divided some people think it's better that we're able to get um from one suburb on the south end of the city to a suburb on the north end of the city with relative ease some people think that that's vital to uh our region the ability to avoid the city that's like key and you know we shouldn't give that up uh i'm not one of those people but you know i hear their concerns um people in favor of the tunnel they see it as a compromise between the community grid and um they see it as a compromise between the community grid and The viaduct where you can drive through comfortably and you know you don't have to worry about stopping while at the same time you can uh please don't hit me with your while at the same time you can you know have a community grid on top. Uh I disagree with that. The one of the main things that we want about a community grid Is we want to be able to develop that land if there's a tunnel below it, you can't really build buildings on top of it it's just not safe um especially considering how deep they would have to dig the tunnel um it's just not a good look it's just not smart you know engineeringly there's also some problems with you would need a wastewater treatment facility to treat the water the salt water that comes out also the air quality within the tunnel has to be constantly funneled out and into a building where it can be treated and then, you know, brought back into the population. And the area where the project would be taking place is near, you know, Pioneer Homes, which is a low-income community. And, you know, there are problems. There are real problems with the project environmentally. Um, I could probably go into much greater detail about each project. The community grid has the lowest price tag, which some people think is a good thing. Some people think it's a bad thing. Me, myself, I think it's a good thing. Uh, New York State is paying 20% of it. The federal government will be paying 80% of whatever the price tag is. And some people are like, oh, we need to get that money to get those jobs into the area. Me personally, those jobs have never gone to my community, so I'm really not about to fight for jobs for people who don't really care about my community. Also, the potential $10 billion price tag, um, expecting New York State to pay $2 billion, possibly. New York State's gonna pay 20%. Expecting New York State to pay $2 billion for our region is unprecedented. And illogical, it's never happened Um, I could definitely see New York State trying to uh, subsidize some of those payments to us As a region, and we don't have it We just don't have it, we're a very uh, low income region And, you know, it's bad to make economic policy With the idea that you have a lot of money when we know we don't have a lot of money Um, It's just stupid But no Oh, sorry uh, yeah, that's pretty much the gist. Um, some politicians have been pushing the agenda for the the tunnel. Viaduct crowd has kind of merged into one where their biggest talking point is they want to keep the traffic pattern the same. They don't want people to have to slow down. People got to get where they're going. Um, that's being led mostly by the right and the center right. You have some moderate Democrats and some uh, some Republicans flat out are in favor of it. Smart Republicans have not picked a side. They're waiting to see all options, waiting for the final EIS. But, um... You know, the DIS is out. Catco uh, still hasn't come out for any option because he has no spine. He doesn't believe in anything. Um, That's personal or whatever. Uh, The community grid is like the progressive badge of honor at this point. If you care about people... If you care about the environment, you're in favor of the grid. It's become that level of a thing. Not that the grid is going to, you know, save our region or do all these amazing things. It's just the better of the options, and it's clear once you read the report, once you read the information. Um, but the people pushing the tunnel or hybrid, whatever, those people are very uh, well funded, and they've, you know put out messages like community gridlock to scare people Um, they're being led by uh, Assemblyman Bill Magnarelli uh, Town Supervisor Ed Michalenko, State Senator DeFrancisco was big on that train Um, Bob Antonacci State Senator, new senator is one for the hybrid or keep the traffic pattern the same and then on the left on the grid side you have State Senator Rachel May and Assembly Member Al Sturby. They were some of the earliest people to come out for it, push the conversation that way. Also, you have former congressional candidate Dana Balter, also current congressional candidate Dana Balter. She pushed the conversation. More recent, um, city councilor, common councilor Joe Driscoll has been pushing the conversation as well. Um, More recently, Assemblywoman Pam Hunter has come out for the grid uh, Syracuse University has come out for it recently. Same with SUNY ESF. Um, I think they just read the writing on the wall. They just want to be on the right side of it. It's my personal opinion, you know, who's to say. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, what I feel. That's the information as I have it now. Um, if you have any more questions, let me know. Um, once again, this has been Politics 101 brought to you by Mo Brown. I am, you know, it's a guy. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Please tune in. Please check out some of the old podcasts. Um, I'm not sure how consistent podcasts will come up. Somewhere between every other day and, you know, every weekend or something like that we'll see I'm still not uh you know 100% sure what I'm gonna do um but no thank you for tuning in to my podcast and uh if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me follow me on Twitter Instagram all of that Mobreezy213 um but yeah no thank you for checking me out and Have a blessed day. This has been Politics 101 by Mo Brown. Peace.